Hello, and welcome back again for another week of the Remarkable Parks podcast. I'm your host, Olivia. This is our first full episode, the first time we truly journey to a real live park, so it's exciting. We're real. Um, I've, I've learned a few things since I did my my trailer podcast. Um, I'm recording this from my apartment, and I did my first episode from my kitchen because I've got a little countertop I can set my microphone on, but I was too close to my refrigerator last time, and so I was getting feedback from the refrigerator when I wasn't talking, um, so <laughs> I moved to a little closer to my living room, which is about four feet over, but then if I stand too close to the wall, I have a girl who lives next to me named Deborah, and when uh, Deborah comes home, she likes to sing karaoke, so I can't be too close to that wall either. The mic is hot. Um, okay, anyway, that was the conundrum of last week. Uh, thank you for being here. If you are listening again for a second week, wow, thank you so much. We had 20 listens already, and I think that number is going to just skyrocket because we have our first guest on the show this week. Uh, we have one of my good friends, Paige. Paige, hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, on such short notice because I texted Paige uh, earlier today and said, hey, <laughs> want to be on my podcast tonight? <laughs> and here you are. That's a good friend. Well, it's an honor to be your, your first guest on your podcast. Thank you. Paige and I have known each other for, what, a little over a year now? <laughs> Depends on where you consider our first meeting. But oh, yeah, wait, wait, when, when do you consider our first meeting? Well, Olivia, I first met Olivia after she had done a cheetah chat at the Indianapolis Zoo. Um, but then we met again, actually, during the shutdown for uh, COVID, and Olivia reintroduced herself to me because oh she, she did not remember meeting oh me. I literally, I forgot about that. So we both worked at the Indianapolis Zoo together, and when Paige started, it was, uh, I, I only worked a few days a week because I was working part-time. I was going to Purdue. I was... I was going as a student full-time, so I was just there a few times, and so we met so briefly, and then, as Paige said, COVID hit, and I I didn't know she was <laughs> in the office, <laughs> and so our boss had asked us to work on a project together. We were, I think, creating some kind of uh, Spanish, we were doing a Spanish lesson for the other staff members to help increased accessibility at the zoo but uh I didn't know she was in the office so I was texting her and I was like hey Paige we're supposed to work on this project together and I just hear like the softest nicest little voice <laughs> poke out from the other room and, hey um I'm in here and I was like oh my god so embarrassing so she was in there the whole time I was texting her like a fool thinking she was miles away um but yes, we both um, worked together as interpretive guides, interpreters at the Indianapolis Zoo. So we're basically professional storytellers. That's what I, I'd like to think our job description really was. 
Uh, <laughs> and we both um, completed the National Association of Interpretation Training, so we're certified, baby. Yep. We're official. We're professional talkers. Professional talkers. So this is it. This is the five star. <laughs> this is the the bar. <laughs> um, but I brought Paige on to the show as my first host, co-host for uh, a guest. I don't know. Well, I don't know what you are. You can call yourself what you'd like. The star. Uh, the star. As my first star, because not only is she one of my very good friends um, and... Uh, one of my, my co-workers from the Indianapolis Zoo when we worked together. But Paige also has worked in the park system before, and she has worked at the park at the park we're going to talk about this week, uh, Turkey Run State Park. Woo! So, Paige, what did you do at Turkey Run State Park? So I was... a a naturalist an interpretive naturalist at the park so basically a lot similar to what i'm doing at the zoo currently um so like like you're saying basically professional storyteller at the park yeah and you were there for how long it was a good chunk of time wasn't it it was a full season so i was still in school during that time so i just worked there for basically a, a whole summer um, where I was the guide there. So I was there seasonally. That's so cool. Um, and I have had the privilege of traveling to Turkey Run State Park many times, but the best time was 100% when Paige and I went together <laughs> because I had uh, someone who really knew the ins and outs of the park with me and the secrets of the trails. So <laughs> I felt like we had a good time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Turkey Run State Park it, it's located in Park County, and it's in Indiana, and I think it's geographically one of the most unique places in Indiana, and that's one of the reasons I was so drawn to it. Um, yes, I would agree, uh, especially in Indiana, where it's so much of it is just flat, flat land. Right. And you, even upon, you know, just parking, getting to Turkey Run, you get there, you don't really know what to expect until you're really in the canyons there. And then it's easy to forget where you are, that you're still in Indiana. Right. I mean, who would ever associate the word canyons with Indiana? No right, one. exactly. <laughs> but the park, <laughs> it's been a park since 1916. But there's a ton of incredible bedrock formations there, uh, which I did some research. So I'm not just memorizing these facts. I, <laughs> I prepared ahead of time in case you're like, where are you getting this information? But the sandstone bedrock that is there is 225 million years old. And it's from rivers and glaciers that flowed through that mm-hmm. area. And it just created some incredibly stunning rock formations and there's like little cross bedding and outcroppings um that you can see like what used to be the river course and how high it was and the different sediments over millions and millions of years it's just so beautiful and then also i there's a bunch of fossils there too i I feel like last time we were there Yeah. yeah we saw i don't know some like plant that was in the rock or something Yeah, they also have, um, I don't know if they still do it, but when I was there, they did a lot of uh, crinoid 
programs. So crinoids are another fossil that you can see along a lot of the riverbeds. And a lot of people who go to Turkey run like to look for, for crinoids. It's a common fossil. Well, not super common, but it's a fossil you can find in the park as well from the, the glaciers carving it out. Yeah, that's so cool. I just, to me, I can't wrap my brain around a time that was millions of years ago. And so when you go and you have that experience of finding a real fossil and you're holding something so much history that's so old like my brain just overloads and it doesn't understand (laughs) I just think it's so cool uh it's so cool but there's there's a couple different types of of stones there's like sandstone um but they also have limestone and siltstone um so uh, lots of different types of rocks and the colors there it's it's we're gonna I'm gonna post some pictures of uh Turkey Run State Park but yeah, Turkey Run does have lots of cool rocks. They even, I believe they're called erratics. So you're talking about the glaciers that sort of helps about those canyons. And sometimes those glaciers would suck up rocks as they moved along and just kind of drop them off. So sometimes when you're walking through Turkey Run, you'll be like, hmm, this is a random rock that I haven't seen anywhere else in this entire park. Um, that's because it just randomly got dropped off there from another location of when the glaciers were coming through. So the rocks are just really cool you don't usually hear people like oh that's a cool rock but turkey run just has (laughs) such a variety it does and not only are there like a bunch of really cool rocks but there's a bunch of cool cutouts too there's like the ice box and box canyon that are just massive hollow cutouts on trails and it's just like you said like how did this get here (laughs) like what (laughs) oh my goodness um so you, when you work at the worked at the park seasonally, uh, you did a lot of roving interpretation and you did a lot of talking to people. Yes. What kind of things did you talk about? What were some of your favorite? So it was great. So actually, a funny story. When I very first started working at Turkey Run, it was my first time working as any kind of naturalist. Really, my first time talking in public. I've always been a pretty shy person, um, so it's kind of a, a culture shock for me. Um, But I started about a week before I I really got any sort of training. That's just sort of how the timeline worked out. Um, And my boss desperately needed someone to lead people on a geology hike um, where we talked about the rocks and the canyons and all the things that you just mentioned. Um, And and now that I've worked there for a while, I, I know all that stuff. But when you had very first started... I, I knew none of that, and I had no experience just kind of talking with people and helping them learn. So, yeah, the very first thing I, I did at the, the park, I had just started. I barely knew any of the trails or any anything about it, and my boss was like, could you please <laughs> talk to these people <laughs> about the rocks and how they all formed? Uh, so, yeah, so that was a lot of what I did was we, we would lead guided hikes and talk a lot about the the natural resources in the park we talk a lot about the history of the park people who helped create the park uh, really cool a lot of guided heart a lot of uh, guided tours a lot of hikes uh, we also did a lot of programs from inside the nature center as well um, mainly a lot of it was just helping people think about their world a lot of the stuff we talked about could be applied to to anyone in their own backyards i love that just just get interested in in the outdoors and how it connects to them so it's really great yeah and i think that was like one of the reasons why i wanted to create remarkable parks because everybody 
does have some kind of a personal connection to the great outdoors and parks and finding like that universal concept that connects us all I think is really special and I think that's really important so thank you I appreciate you doing that (laughs) Um, you said you talked a little bit about the history of the park, and that was one of the things that I had to research because I, I didn't know um, that we had a father of Indiana State Parks. Yes. Do you remember his name? Uh, was it was it? Um... <laughs> uh, no. No, it's okay. I put you on the spot. That was very. No, mean. no, no. Wait, it's, it's Richard Lieber. It's, it's Richard, Richard Lieber. Lieber right. It is. <laughs> Okay, it just took me a minute. It took me a minute. No, that was very rude of me to do. I um I I'm just gonna give Paige another shout out because I've (laughs) never no warning and I was like, hey, podcast tonight? (laughs) Question mark? Like, you know, the the little eye emojis. (laughs) Um, but yes, Richard Lieber, he is known as the father of Indiana State Parks. Uh, and he really had a passion for conservation and conserving natural landmarks for the future. Uh, and he's credited with the foundation of the Indiana State Park System. So thank you, Richard Lieber, who um, who left us in 1944, but we appreciate <laughs> what you have done, sir. Uh, yeah. And he's originally from Germany. I was reading about this. He has kind of a crazy life story. And he just followed his two uncles to Indianapolis in the late 1890s, or the early 1890s. And... Um, worked as like a reporter in Indiana for a little bit. He's worked at a chemical company. Then he worked at a bottling company. And then he was just inspired by Yosemite. And he was like, let's do this in Indiana. <laughs> and I yeah. just thought it was so cool. And it's, it's really cool because Turkey Run, like I said, it's a lot about history. So there is a lot of information there about Richard Lieber, but there's also there's also the historic Lusk home um, on, that you can see on some of the trails at Turkey Run as well. Um, and Turkey Run also has a, a statue to remember Juliet Strauss. Um, and so these are all some just amazing people who made some pretty big impacts on not only Turkey Run, but some of the Indiana State Parks as well. Um, you talked about how Richard Lieber was was from an immigrant family and and I think all three of the names I just mentioned I could be misremembering but I believe all three of those names I just mentioned uh, also had a similar story so so at Turkey Run we would talk about that a lot about some of the founders and and it was just great so much history there so many cool people who helped make the Indiana what it is today yeah and that's like I don't know it's cool because there's the millions of years ago history and then there's like the more recent history of the actual formal foundation of the park so I I think it's cool and they have a lot of you mentioned the cabin uh cabins that they have there they've got um also the Richard Lieber memorial he's actually buried in the park and Mm -hmm. they have a memorial there for him as well it's really peaceful it's a very peaceful place to go but also uh pretty adventurous there's some sweet parks there's 11 hiking trails at Turkey Run State Park and it all begins uh, when you park your car, you walk down, and there is a 202-foot suspension bridge that is the only suspension bridge at an Indiana State Park. It's massive, and that takes you right onto Trail 3, which connects to the other 10 parks. Uh, and like right off the bat, you're in Rocky Hollow Falls Canyon Nature Preserve, and it's, you just see like shafts of sunlight coming into the the rock formations through the trees and it's like I'm not in Indiana anymore <laughs> it's so beautiful uh but I wanted to talk to you about the trails there because 
they're pretty unique. There's a lot of different terrain <laughs> you can hit. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> She's giggling. Um, okay. When we went last time, and actually, this is so funny. Paige, when was the last time you went to Turkey Run State Park? Yesterday, right? I actually went to Turkey Run yesterday. <laughs> so and like I you said, you, I didn't know that you were going to be asking me to do this. Today is just a coincidence. So she, like, this should be so fresh. I love the park. I love the park. Yeah, it is. It's a gorgeous park. Um, so the trail that is my favorite is Trail 3, which is that first one you come out on. It's a 1.7 mile mile trail, and it's very rugged. And it's also, I think they call it the Ladders Trail um, as well. Those, the commoners that come the ladders trail, because to <laughs> connect the the different rock formations, there's a lot of distance between some of those, and because it's such unusual hiking terrain, they have like man-made ladders that they've put in to make it easier to pass between um, those places. But be careful if you do choose to go hiking on trail three, if it's in the springtime or if there's been heavy rain because the rocks can get really slick and if there's high water it's really not safe to hike so just be mindful of that yeah and um you know yesterday it, it, it was winter so there was snow and there was ice out but actually it's pretty cool because turkey run and the nature center has started renting out um like ice picks i guess to go at the bottom of your shoes you can just slip them over your boots and help you hike around when it's slick icy snowy conditions out so like you said, always be careful, but they're definitely trying to make sure to accommodate people if at all possible during dangerous weather conditions. I thought that was cool. I didn't know that was an option there. No, I didn't either. That is good to know. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Make sure you get your ice picks before you you hit the trails. The pictures. I asked Paige to, <laughs> to send me some photos of Turkey Run State Park because she literally just went yesterday and they're gorgeous because... You've got, like I said, the natural beauty of like the red and the gray and the green, but then there's also some leftover snow on the ground too. I think that was a really great picture you sent me. I was wondering what your favorite trail was. Okay, sorry. My favorite trail is probably trail six. So if you enjoy the canyons of trail three, uh, but don't necessarily want the crowds that trail three can bring, I think trail six is a, is a really good option. It's a little bit shorter than trail three as well. So it's not as big of a commitment, but you still get to be down in those canyons. There's no ladders, um, but it's a little bit shorter. So usually when I hike with my dog, I, I always do trail six because she can, she can actually do that trail. There's no ladders and we're still down in the canyons. Um, and then I always end it on trail six at sunset point. Um, it's beautiful. It's a really nice trail. Uh, but Turkey Run has also started doing the five mile challenge. If you want something a little more challenging, um, that'd probably be my my first choice is the five mile challenge. So it goes through a couple different trails, I think three, four, five, nine, and ten. Um, but it takes you through the canyons. Um, it takes you through the the ice box. You can see the coal mine, the Luscombe, the Punch Bowl. You can see like pretty much all of the the cool sites. You want to see the suspension bridge. Like it takes you near all that stuff. Uh, but it is five miles long. It's a lot of work. So I think if you want something shorter, I say trail six, something longer. The five mile challenge is really a cool sight to see. That's awesome. Look, I just, right there in that moment, I've been to Turkey Run State Park dozens of times and you, you already are teaching me new things. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's beautiful hiking terrain. It can get busy, 
But the staff there is great and um, they are usually roving around. So if you have questions, um, feel free to ask. They've got great people that work there. And a lot of the trails dump into each other. So you have to hop on to trail three before you can connect to like trail four. So that's kind of, it takes a little bit to learn the intertwines, but I think the maps and the trail markings are very clear. Yeah. And actually I, I know since I went yesterday, I could tell that the staff had really been working on updating a lot of the trailheads and, and making sure that it was super clear which trail you were on, which way you should be going. I know before they had gotten some some comments about how it could be a little bit confusing because like you said, the trails can sort of blend into each other. But I just from when I went yesterday, I could tell there's been a lot of hard work put into it to make sure that people can have the best and safest hiking experience. Yeah, absolutely. And there's also for people who might not be into hiking, but just like to appreciate parks differently, because I, for me, one of the big motivators to go out to parks is hiking, but other people go for the uh, many other experiences that are offered. And, And you've mentioned this a few times, but Turkey Run does have a really incredible nature center and they also have a planetarium. Um, mm-hmm. as well as tours of the Luscombe, that cabin um, on grounds as well. So there's lots of different historical things that you can check out too. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that if you're looking, if you're coming from out of town and you don't want to get a campsite, um, there is an inn on grounds. Um, I'm trying to think, what was it called? You, turkey run in is, oh, and it has just the turkey and it run. has a great uh food usually i don't know if things have changed during the pandemic but usually they have a really great buffet no oh, i was right there we are so on point right now i was literally <laughs> going to talk about the food there because the food is so good there um okay yes yeah, so turkey run in not only is this a place that you can stay while you're there but there's also the narrows restaurant inside of it and they have like Honestly, one of the best buffet spreads I have ever been to. And uh, I think last time I was there, I got their veggie omelet. So I'm a vegetarian and it was so yummy. It's been a while. But my um, other park goers that go there a lot, they like to get the, there's like a home style tenderloin meal, like the Hoosier tenderloin sandwich that I've heard is good there too. Yeah, that restaurant's great. I also usually recommend if you're in the area um, up the creek, which is super close to Turkey Run. It's not in the park like um, like the inn is, uh, but up the creek is is pretty much right across the street from Turkey Run. They have super great food as well. Um, it's sort of like if Jimmy Buffett like threw up and created a restaurant <laughs> in the best way possible. That's up the creek. Like, I think it's only beautiful <laughs> rainbow vomit. <laughs> yeah, full of like full of like sprinkles. <laughs> Full of like just decorative, like shipwreck things. Like it's just beautiful. It's great. And they have great food. I think it's open seasonally though. So you might only be able to go there if you're there in like the summer, springtime. But it's really good. They make their own drumsticks that are very delicious. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to be like, yes, yummy drumsticks. <laughs> like the ice cream, like the ice cream I drumsticks. I do love ice cream. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I 
thought you meant of the meat variety. No, 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 um, no. Ice cream. Gotcha. I love ice cream. I, yeah, you, you really can't go wrong with ice cream year-round. Um, there are a couple of really cool activities to do in and around Park County in the Crawfordsville area. There's the Covered Bridge Festival that goes on. Um, yeah. And that, Turkey Run has a, has a covered bridge that's part of that festival. And that's, yeah. And that, I think it connects, I can't remember the name of the lake that the covered bridge in Turkey Run State Park, it connects like Shades Park. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really pretty though. And there's also an orchard I've been to. Um, I think it's called Ditzler Orchard. That's kind of a fun thing to do in that area. And if you're interested in golfing, Turkey Run State Park has a golf course that's right in that area so some good stuff and then um they also have a saddle barn where you can ride horses yeah um they also have the the canoeing kayaking tubing that you can Mm -hmm. rent out to sort of go along sugar creek through the parks if you want a longer adventure you can go through turkey run and its sister park shades state park as well sugar creek that was the name that i was trying to think of that that the bridge connects yes sugar creek yes yes uh, and then the other thing that's kind of fun in that area uh, in Park County is there's a ton of antique shopping if you're into that. I know some people love antiques. There's like a, just so many different antique stores that you can check out. Very old timey. Go back to the era of Mr. Lieber, <laughs> Mr. Richard Lieber. <laughs> so yeah, it's a cool, definitely a cool area. And then there's also an Amish community um, around that area as well. And they have some um, really cool attractions like um, they do a, a farmer's market and um, they also have an Amish grocery store that you can get some really unique foods that otherwise you, you might not get every day. It's kind of fun. All right, Paige. That was a pretty <laughs> solid summation, I think, of, uh, of Turkey Run State Park. I guess the last thing I want to talk about is maybe some conservation in the park um, sure. that you want to promote or something that you focused on um what are ways that everyday people can help support conservation efforts in park county in turkey run state park i think with turkey run with it being one of indiana's most popular state parks something that they focus on a lot is um of course showing up to your parks supporting them by being there um that's that's so great but once you're there, you have to make sure that you're not, uh, they use the term loving the park to death. Um, and by that, they mean when you're there, sort of respecting the trails, respecting the park. You know, if you, you bring your trash, make sure you don't leave anything there. Something at, at Turkey Run that they really have to focus on because of all the sensitive geology, you know, the rocks that you're talking about that were carved by those glaciers. Um Something that's really important about the park that's super easy to do is just making sure that you stay on the trails. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that sounds silly, um, but there's signs all around talking about, you know, staying on the, the trails. It's so important for all of the, you know, micro ecosystems there. Uh, if you're climbing around on those rocks, it really deteriorates them. So we want to make sure we preserve the, the park as best as we can. So with that comes, you know, being a responsible and respectful guest when we're there. Uh, you know, if you want to go hiking off the trail, um, be like a rugged mountain person, Indiana has lots of cool backpacking trails to do that. Um, I don't think Turkey Run's really the, the place to be off-roading and, and climbing all over everything for, you know, your own safety and for the safety of the park as well. Mm-hmm. So I think for as far as conservation goes, just um, just respecting the park and loving it and uh, doing, doing your best to help protect it. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, if they're signage, it really is there for a reason. So there are places that you can really get your adventure on and um, there's places you can do that on marked trails, but you need to be respectful of those trails because there's plants growing and there's animals that have their habitat that need protecting uh, in those other areas. So that's a great conservation tip. Paige, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Remarkable Parks. You're so welcome. I'm so honored to be your first guest. It was so much fun. I gotta tell you, Paige, people might be intimidated to come on and be the next star of a future episode because you absolutely killed it this week. Yeah, well, you know, it can't <laughs> she, all be me. You were out. You did play Alice and Alice in Wonderland in high school. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was Alice and Alice in Wonderland in 2015. So, so that's people. <laughs> people still talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> they rave about my performance. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, thank you so much, Paige. And On that note, <laughs> yes, a good transition. If you feel so inclined, please give us a follow at remarkable parks podcast on instagram there is also a facebook page out there now that uh it's growing fast so thank you so much for your support and loving on this project it means so much to me and thank you everyone for joining us this week and we'll see you next week when we visit a new park on remarkable parks goodbye everybody